Good evening, I'm Gray Parks, equine nutritionist for Protrition Feed, and welcome to Equine Essentials. Tonight, we're here to talk about how what you feed your horse impacts its coat and how to feed your way to a healthier, shinier coat. January may seem like a weird time of year to talk about this, but as I'll explain in this presentation, now is the best time to make dietary changes to impact your horse's coat for the spring and summer show season. First, we need to think about what a healthy coat looks like and how a horse can look throughout all the seasons of the year to maintain a healthy coat. Even in a long winter coat, we still wanna see a hair coat that is even, that is shiny, that is the correct color, depending upon what that horse is expected to look like, with no signs of any kind of infection or abnormality in the hair. So here we have photos from all four seasons of the year. The fuzzy photo of the chestnut mare by herself is the winter photo. That is a February photo, as you can tell from the snow behind her. And if you look carefully, you'll see mud on her face. So no, I didn't wash her for that. That really is what her winter coat looks like. So even with a lot of hair, you see lots of shine, you see a good color, and you see an evenness to her hair. For a spring coat, look left of her to the photo of her with her foal. And again, that is a bathed but not sprayed photograph of a broodmare who lives out in the field and that's a June photograph. So again, late spring, we expect to see really the best coat we're gonna have on a horse at that time of the year and hers certainly shows an excellent quality. Again, shiny, short, evenly colored coat. The horse on the bottom shows a fall, a late summer and a fall coat for you to look at. The photo of her wearing a halter on the left is a late summer coat taken in September, which often can be one of the worst coats that we see on horses due to sun bleaching. We'll talk about sun bleaching in quite a bit more detail in this presentation. And you can see that even though she has faded a bit, she's still very shiny, again, a very even coat. And finally, in her fall coat, you can see that, yes, she really is furry. On a light-colored horse, it's hard to tell, but where she's clipped, we'll show you the difference in length. And again, that is just a pulled-out-of-the-pasture photograph of a healthy late fall, in this case, November coat, in a horse. So how do we get those coats, and what can we do from a management and nutrition perspective to keep our horses looking great all year round? Well, we want to avoid some of the pitfalls that lead to these types of coats. So that top left photograph that you see is the typical sun bleaching that we see in dark colored horses in summer and early fall that has a very strong nutritional component. Yes, all horses will fade somewhat when they're exposed to a lot of sun, especially with sweat. But when horses get this very orangey, color to their coats and when they have a kind of a dull fish hooky texture to the ends of their hair, that is a hallmark of potential nutritional deficiencies that we might be able to alter. With infections like rain rot and scratches, where you see indications of here on these slides as well, um, yes, those are environmental by nature, so excess moisture, bacteria, infections. However, the susceptibility to these infections tell us a lot about that horse's health. For one thing, horses that have a systemic condition like Cushing's disease, as we see in the bottom right photograph, are more likely to develop skin infections and other opportunistic infections like rain rot. But also, if we improve the horse's nutrition, we improve the quality of the coat, which improves their resistance to these types of infections 
as well as supporting their overall immune system so they can fight off the infection and not suffer from chronic rain rot and chronic scratches. So when I see these happening over and over again in the same horse, then I'm highly suspicious there's either something metabolically, nutritionally, or both going on in that particular animal. With our Cushing's horse, we're not going to ever reverse the disease and make the horse not have Cushing's disease, but we can make sure that we're aware of that horse's disease, that we are feeding it to best support those particular nutritional requirements that are different in a Cushing's horse than they are in a typical animal. So how do we affect the horse's hair and why am I talking about their coat in January? Well, horses grow their hair in response to changes in daylight. So when the horse sees sunlight with its eye, that sun hits the retina and is transmitted into the pineal gland in the horse's brain. In response to the amount of light versus amount of darkness that that brain is registering, the animal's body secretes varying amount of melatonin. So in the fall, when days are getting shorter and shorter, the horse is getting progressively less exposure to light, more darkness, and producing more melatonin. The reverse happens in the spring when the horse has lots more increasing sunlight, you have more stimulation, less melatonin, and that tells the horse's body that we are changing seasons. So if you pay very close attention, you will notice that shedding of the horse's seasonal coat actually happens right around the summer and winter solstice. So around late June to early July, you'll happen to notice the horse shedding their summer coat and beginning to grow in a new winter coat. Similarly, right now, um, and if you don't believe me, I wish you could see the cuffs of this shirt I'm wearing to see the hair that I have on from this morning's feeding. Um, right now, even in mid to late January, we will start to see horses begin to shed their winter coat as they're growing in their new spring coat. Now, temperature, contrary to popular belief, doesn't significantly impact the horse's hair growth. So keeping them warm doesn't make them grow less hair, except for minor deviations. It really comes down to sun exposure. So if we have horses showing all winter, for example, keeping them under artificial light to stimulate the long days of summer can help avoid winter coat growth altogether or shed them out faster in the spring. While we're dealing with shedding season, it's important to note that nothing we feed the horse today is going to improve the winter coat they're currently shedding. So what we want to do is get that winter coat off as quickly as possible and let us see the spring coat underneath it. Now that does mean we want to support nutrition to improve the quality of the new hair growth that's coming in, but we also want to do some mechanical and management practices that will help to remove hair. So grooming as often as possible and as aggressively as possible will help expedite the removal of that loose, dead winter hair. Depending on the horse's sensitivity, a rubber curry, a metal shedding blade, or a shedding block might be appropriate to pull their hair off. When I'm in the middle of heavy shedding, I'll do all three. First the shedding blade, then the curry, then the block. Really start pulling out as much hair as possible. This is actually one reason why it might seem like horses that are blanketed shed faster than horses who aren't. Because when the horse wears the blanket all day long or all night long and moves around, the blanket is basically brushing that horse the whole time it's on the body. And the friction of the blanket will help pull out some of that winter hair faster than a horse that's not blanketed. Weather permitting, another great way to help that hair loosen up and come off is to go ahead and give the horse a warm water bath. Especially when we do have these warm late winter, early spring days. Today it's mid-January and 65 degrees outside. 
So if you want to give the horse a warm bath and you have a way to do that, that can help loosen up some of that dead hair as well. The most important component though of your shedding process is patience. The horses will all shed out, I promise. Um, and we can expedite things a little bit, but for the most part, the horse will shed when the horse's body is ready to shed. Um, one of my personal favorite ways to get a horse nice and slick is just to go ahead and body clip them. Uh, it's a little bit of a cheater method, but it's a lot easier on my myself, my wardrobe, and the horse if I can get the hair off as quickly as possible for my show horse. Conversely, in the summer, we have other management challenges for the horse's coat. I'm going to talk to you about how we can feed to minimize bleaching on a horse in the summer weather, but how we manage that horse will also impact how much the horse bleaches. One of the main reasons that horses sun bleach in the summer is because they get hot and sweat and the salt from their sweat dries on their skin. And that salt combined with sunlight really helps to bleach out that coat. So if we can minimize those effects, then we can minimize the amount of bleaching we'll see in that horse. And there are several tools you can use to do that. One of the simplest is to hose your horse off in the late afternoon or early evening on days when it's hot enough for the horse to sweat in the field. You can see that young foal there from this past summer learned really quickly to appreciate her afternoon baths um, and didn't even need a halter for to be hosed off. She knew it was time to get some relief. By the same token, you can keep the horse in out of the sunlight during the day. That's the best way or the most efficient way to do the absolute maximum amount of protection. But not every horse or horse owner is set up to keep their horse in a stall during daylight hours all summer. So covering the horse in a UV reflective fly sheet can also help to minimize that horse's bleaching, assuming you have a good fitting sheet that the horse will tolerate and it doesn't have pasture mates who will pull the sheet off of it multiple times and negate the benefits. Some fly sprays like the Absorbing Ultra Shield EX you see in this slide also incorporate sunscreens and there are sunscreen coat conditioners as well. Those are not gonna be nearly as effective as covering or containing your horse away from sun, but they do help, especially when used daily throughout the summer heat season. So that's kind of our management perspective. Now let's talk about what we can do from a nutritional perspective. We have to think about what horse's hair is made of. Hair is composed of protein. So it's very important we provide a high quality balanced protein in an appropriate quantity to meet that horse's needs to ensure a good quality hair can be grown, especially in the summer and winter transition seasons. Depending on the horse, that might mean feeding a balanced complete ration like Pinnacle 1400. Um, but for our easier keepers who can't consume the recommended amount of a typical commercial feed, then something like Pinnacle Balancer, fed only one to two pounds per horse per day, will provide all of the horse's mineral and protein requirements, including the essential amino acids, lysine and methionine, to ensure that you can grow a good healthy hair coat. Biotin is a vitamin that we normally think about when it comes to hoof growth, but hoof tissue is really just hair tissue that's very thick and hard. Um, and so anything we do that improves hoof quality generally can, can also improve hair quality. So for horses that have very poor, very brittle hair, often adding a biotin supplement like a good hoof supplement can help to improve their hair quality and resilience. 
There are many minerals that are involved in the synthesis and maintenance of hair. Some of the big ones are copper, zinc, and selenium. Think back to that very, very sun-bleached horse that I showed you that had a very orange, rough texture to its hair. That is very often a hallmark of copper and or zinc deficiency, as are chronic skin infections like rain rot and scratches. Selenium is important not only for the horse's hair health, but also for its immune function. So again, when we see chronic infections in a horse, especially without an underlying condition like Cushing's disease that might explain them, it's a good idea to take a deep dive into their mineral nutrition and make sure we're meeting these particular requirements. And when you feed a concentrate per the label require, label suggestions, then you're gonna be much more likely to meet those needs than if you're just feeding half of what's recommended for that horse, for example. Another major nutrient that improves hair condition is fat. Most people know that if you feed fat to your horse, you'll get a shinier hair coat. And that's because increasing the fat in the horse's diet actually helps to coat that cuticle shaft, makes a shinier, slicker, more resilient coat. I have also found that it's very helpful for those of us who have, as you can see in this photo, a very light colored horse that we show um, because these high fat diets make the hair so slick and so healthy. She actually is almost what I call stain resistant. So in that bottom photo, for example, that's actually a winter photograph and she hadn't even been brushed that day. Um, so with the right nutrition, you can save yourself a lot of headaches. And obviously in the top photo, when she's asleep at a horse show, you can tell that mare had not been brushed yet that day either. And yet she was still shiny and clean looking. There are many ways that you can add fat to your horse's diet. If the horse has an average to higher calorie requirement, then some of our higher fat feeds like Pinnacle 1200 high fat or Pinnacle 1400 plus might be a good choice. If you have an easier keeper who doesn't need a high fat feed, um, then you can add a top dress fat supplement. And there are a lot of ways that can be done. Pinnacle Energy Plus is a popular pelleted rice bran supplement. Flaxseed is a very popular coat supplement. And if you're looking for liquid and is just looking for shine, almost any oil will do. If you want an extra boost of omega-3 fatty acids for the additional immune and inflammatory protection, um, then something like Purina's Omega Match Oil might be a good choice. And I will say with this horse, I do cheat a little bit. She eats the high fat feed, she eats flaxseed, and she gets the Purina Omega Match Oil. So she eats multiple fat sources, but as you can see, it's well worth it to have a white horse that isn't mud colored in January. And again, a reminder that horses are growing their summer coats right now in January. And it's gonna take you about 30 to 60 days to see a solid result from any kind of major dietary change. So if you want beautiful spring coats like this mare and her filly, then you need to make changes now. If you wait until June when the coat starts bleaching, you won't really see a change in that summer coat. You'll see a fantastic winter coat, but that may or may not meet your goals. So feeding a balanced diet that has all of the vitamins, minerals, and protein your horse needs, adding fat, and then ensuring that you manage the horse in a way to protect its coat and maintain good skin health goes a very long way to getting coats like you've seen tonight in this presentation. Thank you very much for joining me for this Equine Essentials. As always, you can reach out to me directly at gray.parks at protritionfeed.com with any of your equine nutrition tips. Be sure to check back and join me next month for another Equine Essentials.